The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. The Gospel of the Lord. But the angel said to them, Be not afraid. The shepherds were afraid, and they're told, Be not afraid. In the gospel at the previous Mass, we hear of Joseph, who was afraid to take Mary as his wife, and the angel comes to him in a dream and says, Be not afraid, Joseph, to take Mary as your wife. Likewise, the angel says to Mary at the Annunciation, Be not afraid. The Lord is with you. This is a phrase we see throughout Scripture over and over again. The Lord is telling his people, Be not afraid. I will take care of you. I have a plan. I have a mission for you. But be not afraid. Seventy-six years ago, my grandfather was in Italy in World War II fighting for the Polish against the Germans, and on this night, 76 years ago, in the rain and snow, my grandfather was in a foxhole. It was pretty much the most miserable, miserable circumstances you could imagine for a Christmas Eve, and he had every reason to be afraid. And yet, in the middle of the night, he heard German soldiers singing, Silent Night, Still Knocked. And what did my grandfather do when he heard those words of peace and joy coming from German soldiers? Did he stay in his foxhole 
and hide, thinking it's a trick, they're just going to kill me? Or did he fire into the darkness, thinking, they're the enemy, I'm going to take care of them? No, he went out to meet them. He and the other Polish soldiers went out to meet those German soldiers, singing their Christmas carols in the middle of a war. And on that Christmas Eve, 76 years ago, they shared cookies and they shared vodka. They were Polish soldiers, of course. <laughs> and they had a miracle on that Christmas Eve. In the midst of a war, in the midst of fear and darkness, light entered into their lives and they experienced the peace of Christ. They could have just been afraid. They could have just hidden. But they didn't. Ten years ago, I was also in Italy, and after hearing this story from my grandfather, I decided to do a pilgrimage. I wanted to experience something of his Christmas miracle, something of his fearlessness in attacking the darkness. So I decided to go on a pilgrimage. I was alone. I was out of country. I was away from family. I was away from friends. I walked through snow, through rain, through over mountains, under mountains, through train tunnels, on beaches, across the country for several days so that I could get to this place where my grandfather had his Christmas miracle. And I thought, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can experience something of his suffering, only just a little bit of his suffering for the sake of trusting in God, and trusting that no matter what happens, God has a plan for us. That's part of the point of the pilgrimage. You go on a journey to just put yourself in God's hands. When I came to the end of that long pilgrimage, many, many kilometers of hiking, I came to a church, not unlike this one, uh, and I sat down for the evening Mass, and I was just going to wait, I was just going to sit in the church and pray, and wait till the midnight Mass, and then get on a train back to Rome, back to school. And during that night, as I was praying, this Italian couple came up to me and they said in broken English, I guess they just assumed by looking at me that there was no way I was Italian. <laughs> they said, um, would you perhaps like to maybe, if you want, come for Christmas dinner with us? <laughs> Uh, don't, you don't have to decide right now. You don't have to decide right now. You, you think about it. You pray. You pray. And then we come back. And maybe if you decide you want to come with us, then you come with us. <laughs> and I said, uh, do you, can I just come right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think, well, I don't know these people. I'm in a foreign country. They barely speak English. Maybe they're mafia. Maybe they want to kill me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they just want to take me into slavery. Who knows? You could think of every possible scenario, you could be afraid, but I was on this pilgrimage to not be afraid. I was on this pilgrimage because my grandfather taught me that on Christmas Eve, <laughs> you don't be afraid. You trust in the Lord. You trust that the Lord will take care of you. And so I had an amazing Christmas dinner with this Italian family. Uh, I'm still in touch with them. It was another little Christmas miracle for me. Obviously nothing like my grandfather, but to not be afraid. The Lord tells us, be not afraid. And yet, there is so much in the world that we are told to be afraid of. The devil wants us to be afraid. Why? 
because when we're afraid, we're paralyzed. We don't do anything when we're afraid. We just hide. My grandfather could have just hidden. Could have just stayed in that foxhole, but he didn't. We can't be afraid. And that doesn't mean that we should be stupid. <laughs> it doesn't mean we should be foolish or foolhardy. It just means that we have to recognize what's most important. What is our hierarchy of goods? Health and safety are good, but they're not the highest good. They're not the most important thing in our lives. And if we start sacrificing things that are more important, like our religion, like worshiping God, like our families, like our freedom, then we're sacrificing what's more important for something that's less important. We can't do that. We can't live in fear of what might happen. We can't sacrifice what's lower for the sake of something that's higher. 2,000 years ago, Christ became a little baby. He was born into the world. Why? So that we could know him, so that we could love him, and ultimately, so that he could go to the cross and suffer and die for us. Was that a very safe thing to do? <laughs> was that a very health-conscious thing to do? Certainly not. He knew full well what he was doing entering into the world, to suffer and die for our sins. So we have to trust the Lord. Be not afraid. Like I said, it doesn't mean be stupid, but it means knowing what's most important. Knowing what should be sacrificed and what shouldn't be sacrificed. So as we celebrate this Christmas, it's good that we are here. It's good that we are worshiping our Lord to trust him. Be not afraid.